Hello and welcome to Raw Chatter. I am your host speaking, Vicky Midwood, and I want to say hi, welcome to January. It is snowing here in London uh, and I actually am looking out of the window and I quite like watching it falling onto the ground. It's not going to settle, it's not going to last, but hey, I can enjoy it whilst it's coming out the sky. Now, today, for a lot of people here in the UK and probably whatever country you're in now, is kind of the big return, the big return to work or to school or to university. And for a lot of people, they're kind of divided. I think they fall us into two camps, people who can't wait to get back because they've had an amazing break and they have come back refreshed and renewed, full of exciting ideas. And they can't wait to start to execute their plans for 2024. And then there's the other camp who are feeling pretty exhausted and wiped out by the amount of things that they had to do and fit in over the holiday period. And they almost need a holiday to get over the holidays and are not necessarily looking back, uh, looking forward to getting back into an old familiar routine that may be more stressful than things have been in terms of time management and looking after people and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, there's going to be people in between. But what I want to talk about here really now is is about you letting go of this idea that things have to be a certain way to be, in inverted commas, perfect. Because when we strive for perfection, what we are actually doing is creating a massive stress response in our bodies both physically and mentally, we're putting ourselves under a heck of a lot of pressure. And that is going to take its toll, not just on how we think and how we feel, but on how we sleep and how we choose to eat, the choices that we make, whether we exercise or not, and also how much or how little we actually look forward to the next day or whatever else is is on our agenda. So it affects so many things. In other words, it massively affects our quality of life. And for most people, it's not just our quality of life that gets affected. It's the people around us that we affect when we're striving for things to be perfect or to always be in control. And when it boils down to it, Perfectionism really is you desperately seeking some kind of control, some kind of validation or belief that you are good enough, that something is exceptional, that people notice it or whatever it is. So perfectionism and people pleasing, two things that tend to go together in hand in hand, not always, but a lot of the time, because when it boils down to it, who are you trying to be perfect? for? And what even is perfect? Because I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It's conceptual, right? It absolutely is perfect in what context? And what does it actually mean? There is no definition for it, because it's not a thing that actually exists. What is one person's perfect is somebody else's average. So who's to say what perfect is? And how do we quantify it? Because I certainly don't know. And I know that it's not something that I strive for. Is it something to strive for if you're looking to be excellent? Yeah, 
I absolutely think so. Excellent means doing things to the best of your ability at that time. And that, I think, is something that we can all strive for. But when it comes to being perfect, it's different because we're looking for things to be how we planned them to be. In other words, we've got a hidden agenda usually when it comes to perfectionism. And this is based upon this kind of delusional idea that we are in control of our lives. And we're not. The truth is, we are not in control of our lives day in, day out. Shit happens that you didn't know was going to happen. And that's not just occasionally, that's often. And this is what life is. And if we are not able to handle those curved balls, and if we're not able to deal with things not going exactly as we plan them to be, then we are definitely going to struggle with our self-worth, our self-esteem, We're potentially going to feel guilty or ashamed that things didn't go according to our plans. But we are not in control. Now, whether you believe in the power of the universe, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in uh, something greater than yourself, I don't really care what you believe in. What we know from a scientific fact is that everything is energy. And everything has a vibration. And there are things that happen that we do not know that we may have set in motion weeks ago or just as little as hours ago. And these things then pop up or they happen in our world without us realizing it. Just to give you an example of this, have you ever thought about somebody um, fleetingly? For no apparent reason, they popped it in your head. And then suddenly you saw a post about that person on social media or that person actually rang you because something had happened. Now, you can say that that's just coincidence. Well, okay, believe whatever you want to believe. But ultimately, things happen that will throw us off track. So if somebody does ring you up out of the blue because something has happened, but that's not part of your plan for the day and it's going to throw you off your plan, what are you going to do? Are you now going to be annoyed, fed up, cross that that person's phoned you and want to get on with continuing to be in control and do what you plan to do so that your day pans out perfectly? Or are you going to be human and you're going to speak to that person? And this is what I'm inviting you to question. How much are you allowing yourself to just be a human? Because human beings are not perfect. Human beings are not designed to procrastinate and overthink things either. Our brain's pretty damn good, right? The the oldest part of the brain, the reptile part of the brain, is there to help you to make decisions fast so that you survive. And what we've got to remember is as far as our reptile brain, the oldest part of our brain is concerned, anything that causes a stress response, as far as it's concerned, is a threat to your life. Now, I've said this previously, but it doesn't harm you to hear it again. In today's world, the stress that we have is not actually literally a threat on our survival. But the response that happens in our body is exactly the same. We have got an increase in cortisol. We've got an increase in adrenaline. That takes its toll on the hormones in our body. It means that there is going to be a reduction in certain neurotransmitters and vitamins and minerals and hormones, and there's going to be an increase in others. Now, that stress 
or threat response is meant to happen when there is danger and it's meant to happen quickly and be over with quickly. But in today's world, when we get stressed out or frustrated or we procrastinate and we can't make a decision, we're creating a stress response over and over and over again. That is going to affect the amount of fat your body can actually utilize or store. It's going to affect where it's stored. Often it's going to get stored around your organs internally or as an extra kind of layer around the middle underneath your skin. It's what we call a stress belly, right? And more and more people are seeing that stress belly appearing. Very slim people have suddenly got this belly. A lot of the time it's been put down to menopause in in many women, but actually they're ignoring things like inflammation which is caused by stress, and the fact that they are creating a stress response because they are procrastinating or trying to be perfect and control every single thing in their lives, which is impossible. So what I'm inviting you to do is allow yourself in 2024 to recognize that you are a human. Let go of procrastination. When it comes to decision making, the faster you can make a decision and follow it through with action, the faster you're going to know if that was the right decision for you in that moment. A decision is not something that has to be made and that's it for life. You can never change your mind, right? Decisions are made frequently. You make millions of decisions in a week, folks, from deciding what to wear in the morning to whether you need to go to the loo, whether you've got time to which route you're going to take to get somewhere. You are making so many decisions, never mind in a week, but just in the space of an hour every single day. And every decision that we make is taking energy, it's taking effort as far as your brain, a different part of your brain to the reptile part of your brain. But the brain that is put the part of the brain that is is in charge of you making informed decisions, right? And that takes energy. Energy comes from your cells, right? We are made of cells. First cells become tissues, tissues become systems, organs, etc. If you are consistently stressed out because of your thinking, because of your expectations of yourself, because you're procrastinating and you're wanting to be perfect, you are affecting the mitochondria, the part of your cell that creates energy, which means you're going to start to struggle more and more with making decisions. You're probably then going to fall out with yourself. The more you fall out with yourself, the more you'll procrastinate, the more you'll have high expectations. And then when you don't meet them, you feel guilty, you feel ashamed. And what does guilt and shame create? More of a stress response. You start telling yourself you're not good enough. You need to try harder. Perhaps you call yourself horrific names, like you're an idiot or you're stupid or you're worthless or all of those things. And what they do then is make you go down the projection thought process of, do you know what? I'm going to try even harder. I'm going to try and be more perfect. I'm going to be more in control because if I can be more in control, this stuff's not going to go wrong. That's totally backwards. In fact, it's total BS, right? It's a belief system that is based on bunkum. And this is the stuff that I'm going to invite you to let go of. So a little journaling, if you like, or just exploring if you don't like the term journaling, and I know a lot of people don't, but a little bit of exploring your thought processes. What do you think when I say the word perfect? 
And what do you believe that it means to you? Okay. In other words, what kind of status do you put on it? What do you think being excellent means? And how can you strive for excellence as opposed to perfection? What would that allow you to do? How much calmer, how much freer would it allow you to be? Maybe you could also explore just what is the cost of people pleasing and perfectionism and procrastination costing you in terms of your health? Because I know for the majority of people, the biggest cost is a gain in belly fat and an inability to sleep well. And here's the kicker with those two things. If you cannot sleep well, you are even more likely to gain belly fat because not sleeping well is going to affect the hormones that control your appetite, your blood sugar and other things, which means that fat storage now becomes so much easier. When you don't sleep, it's even harder to make good decisions and good choices. So you'll procrastinate even more. So it sets you up for a perpetuating cycle. Therefore, it is vital that we let go of this idea that we are somehow in control of every minute aspect of our day and of our life. We are not. What we've got to get excellent at is dealing with the stuff that is going to happen regardless and dealing with it in a way that means we make fast decisions, we take action quickly, we focus on the solution, and we don't get bogged down in the problem. The other thing that we need to really try and do is stop taking it back to me, I, myself. I should know how to do this. I should be able to sort this out. What is wrong with me? Why can't I do it? Because the longer you do that sort of stuff and expect yourself to know everything about everything, the more you're going to stop taking the right action that will get you to a solution and solve the issue quickly. And so many people who have perfectionist tendencies and people pleasing tendencies have learned this because when they were kids, they were either in a situation where they weren't feeling loved or safe or they felt embarrassed or ashamed to talk about their feelings because they thought that they should be able to handle stuff themselves and they will have picked up that message from the adults around them. They will have picked up this idea that we should know how to do stuff and we should be able to to deal with anything. And the very fact that you as a kid didn't have the skill set or the knowledge or the understanding that it made you feel uncomfortable, wasn't being heard, wasn't being listened to. And so what did you do? You turned into you. You focused in on me, on I. How can I help myself to feel safe? How can I feel better? When things were going wrong, you then looked to you as being the cause of the problem. And so you've learned to always go to me and I and self first. And when it comes to finding solutions, that is not the most helpful place to go. Because if you thinking about what other people, for example, think of you, stops you from reaching out and getting help from somebody who can solve your problem quickly, you're actually making it worse for yourself, but also for the people around you. And so what I want you to really try and think about and look at honestly is Do I turn every situation into being about me and what other people think of me? Because ultimately, often 
That is what perfection is about. I need this to be perfect so that you will think I am filling the gap, filling the blank, right? It's about ego. It's about you somehow trying to fill that void of not feeling good enough with something. And I'm going to invite you to try to let that go because it will affect your health, if not now, when you're older. And if you are somebody who is quite young, take it on board now if you can, because it will cause an awful lot of health issues if you don't. High blood pressure, autoimmune issues because it affects your gut function, sleep problems, definitely more likely to get things like Alzheimer's and all types of cancers. And yes, these are linked to stress. Absolutely. There is now irrefutable science doesn't say it's the cause. And remember, correlation and linkage is not causation, but it's pretty massive. And so I'm inviting you to start to get your thoughts down on paper and start to get clear on why is it so important to me that other people like me? Why is it so important to me that I be perfect? Why is it so important to me that I get the validation that I think that I need to feel good enough? Because ultimately, we have got to recognize the only person who can validate you is you. The only person who can say whether you are doing your very best is you. And so the sooner you can be kinder to yourself and recognize that you are a human and recognize that the flaws that you think are flaws are often superpowers, then the healthier and the happier you will be. And that is what I wish for you in 2024, to be healthier and happier. You only have one body and one life, as far as we know. Look after them both. You are worth it. Take care, and I'll see you soon.